Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and joining me tonight is the one who woke up from his tent to discover that his entire army was being bullied by 300 Spartans. He decided to turn the tide of war by kicking each one off a cliff while shouting, This is Athens. <laughs> it's the... <laughs> It's the hero of the Acropolis, the Parthenon powerhouse, Andy the Spartan Slayer. I need you to say that like uh, old what's his name from uh, from the the boxing announcer, not oh. the, not the UFC <laughs> announcer, the the older brother. The, what the was his name? Yeah, what was his um, name? Not Bruce Buffer. Yeah, I don't remember. The other Buffer. Yes, yes, yes that guy. The Parthenon powerhouse. And Ruski. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how it went, right? Like, yeah. you know, my, I'm not super great on history, but I'm pretty sure I, there was yeah. a guy that kicked a bunch of dude all of them. off a cliff, all yelling, of them. "This is Athens." Yes, exactly. He right. had a really fancy hat on too. Um, right. What's up, Manny? Hey, nothing, dude. What have you nothing. been up to this whole week? Because I, Wait, you know what you, ha- you know second. what you haven't, you know what you haven't been up to. What? What is that? Hanging out with me. That's, That's what you haven't true. been. We up played to. Crucible yesterday. We did yesterday. The book club, the the book club wrecking crew. Yeah, it was a good time. A little oldies but goodies yep. yesterday. But dude, little you stole my question, dude. What have you been up to? Uh dude, most, <laughs> mostly, mostly Destiny. I did. Wow, dude. I did. You really I ha- turned a corner with that game. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know the Crucible is. We've already talked about this at length. So Crucible yeah. has been a lot of fun for me, man. I'm having a great time. My fusion rifle feels so so silky smooth, and uh, and that helmet, man. That helmet's really really changing the way I play in a good way. And I I don't think in a, mm-hmm. like a cheesy kind of way either. It's making me better. So I really enjoy that. What do you have for us today, buddy? Today's topic is adventures in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What? Well, you know, now I know what you've been doing. <laughs> that what? is what I've been doing. That's that's one thing I have not been doing. So <laughs> I've watched a lot of videos, though. All right. So, yeah, this this episode, we are talking all about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. And uh, it is it is a massive game. Yeah, I have been mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. So we're going to go through the details. I'm not going to get any spoilers. And i kind of been struggling all week about how much do I want to discuss the details of the side missions or the main mission and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I've decided to share none of these little stories and anecdotes because I don't want to rob that from anyone who listens to this and decides to play. Because there was a couple couple stories, and I was talking to Thaden about this. Mm-hmm. I had learned a couple like stories from different podcasts and stuff where somebody was mentioning something that happened, and then I was playing, and then I was experiencing that, and I thought, wow, that was really mm-hmm. fun. That was really good. And then I kind of thought that probably would have been better 
if I wasn't expecting it. If you were completely blind, yeah. Yeah, so so I don't want to ruin any of that mm-hmm. for anyone. So cool. I'm going to do my best to kind of give my impressions. I haven't finished the game. Mm-hmm. The game is, you could kind of think of it as like three parts. There's like the beginning, there's this this midsection, and then the end game. And I'm I'm in that midsection right now. Mm-hmm. And um, but let's uh, let's just jump in, man. Let's do it. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they are pumping these things out almost every year, right? This game was mm-hmm. in development for three years. It was, uh, I think it was Ubisoft Quebec, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. People love this game, dude. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Lifestyle, nine point five out of ten. Games Radar Plus, ten out of ten. That is ridiculous. Yeah, nice. Nine point two IGN, mm-hmm. nine out of ten MMORPG, and it is just on and on. Like mm-hmm. people are are giving some high scores to this game. Not everybody, not right. everybody. Some people are giving it down to like a seven. Now I haven't heard anything lower than that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for, for particular reasons as well. Right. Um, Not necessarily the gameplay or, or yeah, they'd say, you know, if this was different, it'd have a higher score. So we'll, we'll get into that later on, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about what is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Let's talk about the setting. Okay. This is a huge game and it is all about exploration. Exploration is a huge draw. You're Mm -hmm. coming to ancient Greece in 431 BC which we all know, we've learned that in school or wherever, that <laughs> the 431 was all about that Peloponnesian War, mm-hmm. where it was between the, the city-states of Sparta and Athens, right? They were mm-hmm. warring against each other. And uh, one thing that Ubisoft has really strived to do is to bring a level of historical accuracy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've kind of recreated ancient ancient Greece and it is it is beautiful it is vibrant mm-hmm. it is full of life the the foliage the animal life in the water out of the water and on land it is right. just the full package looks fantastic dude. and now and now they all they always do that though right like I, I think that aspect of of their game has been pretty you know, throughout their the whole sort of arc of yeah, they, uh, they've even Assassin's uh, Creed, they've always had a historical like a, figures, like an educational pack or something where they kind of offered it to uh, for people to just be educated about these ancient worlds, right? Right, right, yeah. And so they've always had like actual historical figures from that time within those games. So it's yes. cool to see that they've kind of kept that going. They have, yeah, mm, and and nice. just the world is it's beautiful. There's there's so much variety. There's like snowy mountains, there's mm-hmm. beaches, there's forests, and right. it the world feels alive. You know, it, it just, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it is so large, it still feels like it is lived in. Mm-hmm. And because it's so large, you have, uh, you're given this horse right away. His name is Phobos. Oh, wow. And uh, he's, he's a pretty sick horse, super reliable. You're also... Uh, given a ship and you use this because you have to travel through these different islands. And when you get to these different islands, there's all these quests and these missions to do. And um, it helps to tie the whole world together. Mm-hmm. They have these, uh, just like they did in origins, they have these synchronization points mm-hmm. where you find a place on the map and uh, you, you know, click X or whatever the, the button is. And you actually um, you, you stand up there and then you're taken into this aerial view of the whole area and some mm-hmm. song plays and it's beautiful, but that kind of serves as a fast travel point. 
Now, does that open up more of the map so that you can actually see it? Because that's what it usually does. That's what it did in the older games. You'd come up you to a high see, point. Yeah, you, but you can see the entire map. But it kind of has like this, uh, kind of like this doll color. It doesn't show the detail or anything. But right. Yeah, as you explore, then it gets revealed. But yeah, they they did incorporate a lot of these historical sites, right? There's like mm-hmm. there's the Acropolis, right, mm-hmm. and the Parthenon and Athens and the these you know great big marketplaces that were you know they're they're actually historically there, right? You know, we should fact check all of this. We should have had Papa on so <laughs> that he could tell us: Is this true, Papa? Yeah, I, well, I think the oh Bridget uh, too, Bridget, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the Parthenon is actually still up. Damn, like uh, there was uh, Ubisoft. On their YouTube channel, they did a lot of almost like documentary type stuff where they're yeah. showing uh, the actual place and what they have in game. So, yeah, Papa, you're going to have to do some fact checking, Bridget. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> enter the corrections next episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the architecture that you see, mm-hmm. it is exactly how you would imagine ancient Greece to be. Like you know, there's these beautiful temples that are very large and these statues that are painted and, and just beautiful and bigger than life and Mm -hmm. you feel like you are really in this place and that that lends itself to the adventure of playing this game and um it it brings us to our next point this is a full action rpg full open world action slash stealth because you could play either way rpg game Mm -hmm. and and the world makes you feel like this is what this game is all about and one thing that i think is just fantastic there is uh when you start the game you can you can choose and you can change the setting at any time but there is this exploration mode versus this uh, guided mode mm-hmm. so when you think of guided mode it is like the traditional um you know breadcrumb quest style to where you know the top of your screen or whatever tells you what to do there's What's waypoints the next on the step? map right yeah, exactly okay. but this exploration mode they said they specifically designed for people to play this mode when you talk to an npc he describes you know what he needs you to do and he's like it's on the south side of the statue of zeus or something like that mm-hmm. and you actually go and explore and you find these areas on your own mm. and it's been the whole game has been designed for you to kind of go and seek out your own path so right. it sounds like this has Archimedes written all over it. <laughs> for, for somebody that would love to get immersed in a, in a beautiful open world mm-hmm. that is uh, very, very realized, the exploration mode is a dream for them. Yeah. Nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's really cool. So, um, and there's also, there's multiple difficulty levels. So you could play whatever difficulty level. And I, I have this kind of this pet peeve about difficulty levels with certain games, people try to boast about how they're playing on like just this crazy death mode, the highest inferno, right? And the, and yeah. the, and they try to make other people feel like that's the only real way to play, right? You you want to play on whatever difficulty feels right to you mm-hmm. and what's fun, and that's right. it. It is it yeah. is completely up to you. So you know, I I do kind of have a pet peeve with people trying to. Uh, impose their own self you know their Mm -hmm. own rules on somebody else to right because it's about enjoyment right so but the beginning of odyssey you choose who to play 
Mm-hmm. You could either play as Alexios, who which is uh, the male character, or Cassandra, who is the female character. And I mm-hmm. chose to play as Cassandra. And the reason why I did that is because the, I watched the video on YouTube and they interviewed both the voice actors for Alexios and Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with them. They are, they are um, uh, Greek voice actors mm-hmm. and they just did a great job. And I just, I just kind of liked the the voice actor for Cassandra. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm going to play as her. And I am, I am so impressed with the performance. Nice. It was, well, you know, Manny, it's been great. There's nothing wrong with being a trans gamer. We, we accept, <laughs> we accept you, Manny. But Whatever you. expression you choose for your avatar, we love you. <laughs> well, this, she is. Uh, I I I just love her character because she she's witty, she's strong, she's um, mm-hmm. like things don't bother her as much as you think mm-hmm. they would. And right. I I don't know. She's she's just an excellent character and, and very nice. well done. So, nice. but I've heard really good things about Alexios as well. Mm-hmm. Well, been so. there, done that, right? Yeah, we've played it. <laughs> we've played as John, uh, you know, Master Chief, I should say. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's time to switch it up, bro. And so you are—you're actually a descendant of King Leonidas of Three Hundred mm-hmm. Fame, right? When yeah. the um, this... the movie Three Hundred, Leonidas is is shown as as the guy that that kicks somebody off a yeah. off a cliff and says, "This yeah. is Sparta. This is Sparta." Yeah. Side note. I read a really good book about Mm -hmm. the Battle of Thermopylae, which I feel is probably three times better than the movie. Like you just reading the book, you feel like the sense of like, oh my God, I wish I was there. Like, uh, anyway, I'm I'm, going to think, I'm going to look up the the title and uh, I'll I'll let you guys know before we we sign off. Yeah, dude. But do you really want to be there? I think just about everybody died. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, sounds like fun. As long as you have a, a nice spear. And uh, yeah. speaking about spears, you inherit this weapon, and it is an artifact called the Broken Spear of Leonidas, and it kind of serves to replace your hidden blade, right? Because it this is like um, this is even before Assassin's Creed Origins. There's no Templars. There's no uh, there's no assassins. So, but you have this powerful weapon that you use and it's, it's actually a lot of fun. A lot of skills tie into using it. And I think it was a good move and a good choice, but you're, you're not an assassin in this Assassin's Creed game. You're actually a mercenary. So as a mercenary, you take a lot of jobs from people from Sparta, people from Athens, and you kind of shape your own adventure as you go, you choose sides However, it suits you based on what you want to do, based on the the uh, rewards and things like that. So you kind of play your own way. So you you're, you're not playing to kind of turn the tide of the war for one for one or, or the other. You're in it for yourself, basically. Yeah, I saw a video about how you're uh, you're a mercenary and how you know potentially that could create some issues for you. But uh, that was kind of interesting. I was. Just wanted to hear a little bit more from you. By the way, that book, Gates yeah. of Fire, Gates of Fire, Gates of Fire, by one Stephen Pressfield, seven ninety nine on Amazon or seven nineteen on Amazon. So is it on Audible? I'd oh, probably Audible that. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Everything's on Audible. I'm <laughs> pretty sure we're on Audible, Manny. That's not true. But, I don't think we are. 
No, not yet. One day. But a part of a part of the RPG mm-hmm. of this whole game here is you got uh you have dialogue options. And which, which is really good because a lot of the dialogue options will lead you to different paths in the story and those decisions actually affect the outcome of the story. Mm. And you make some decisions early on that you quickly realize um, you may not have made the right decision, you know, and it oh, makes you right. think, oh man, I, I may have regretted, right. you know, I may have some regrets mm. for what I've chosen, but it helps to kind of bring you into the fact that you are, you are this, this mercenary and mm. you're living with these decisions and you're, um, it, it just brings a certain level of, of immersion that I think is, is really compelling. And I think this is one of the reasons why people are scoring this game so high. Right. And um, it, it's engaging. There's over 30 hours of audio dialogue in the game. So then what you're saying is you you live in the game. You live with the the consequences of your choices. Exactly. And you see that play out. Okay, that's cool, it man. Shapes, it shapes the game you're playing in. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, there's, uh, there's nine different possible endings. Oh, wow. So... They they definitely affect what happens. Okay, and uh, there are some some romance options mm-hmm. that you run into, but that's it, nothing. You're not making any kind of relationships or I anything. See. It's just you know I romanced someone. Ooh. Whatever. Super shallow. I've but. done that at least twice in my life. Oh my goodness! Confession. Confession time with Andy. <laughs> That's right. I don't have the voice for it, though. Hey, and and this whole romantic relationships thing, mm-hmm. this is like no holds barred, right? Like you can go either way with whichever character you choose. Yes. Right. That can, was the thing. You can romance male or female as a male or female. Okay. But Doesn't. nothing in depth, nothing meaningful. No. Like the most that okay. I've seen is like, like a kiss scene. Oh, okay. So it's like. It's right. not straight up, you know, brown chicken, right. brown cow. <laughs> yes, yes, got it. <laughs> Horizontal bogey, nothing like that. Okay, <laughs> All right, next, combat. Okay. The combat is, it's fluid. It feels good. It mm-hmm. feels like action combat, which is which is what it should be. And you can't block anything, but you do have the ability to dodge, and you have the ability to parry, which kind of opens up opportunities for you to do some counterattacks counters yeah nice. so so it kind of helps you to have a, a you know it's not just hack and slash you're not just pounding away i mean sometimes you can but if you incorporate your dodges and your parries and stuff then you can actually get through your uh, enemy's defenses pretty pretty quickly and they have this thing called an adrenaline bar which is pretty cool as you're doing your normal attack the bar kind of fills up and it's segmented. So let's just say that there's five different segments in this bar. Mm-hmm. You have these special abilities that you talent into that are then usable when you have enough adrenaline. Mm. And there's some really, really fun, satisfying skills. And the skill of this game is the Spartan kick. Mm-hmm. It is so effective and so satisfying Matter of fact, you can, if you find yourself in a tight spot and you just cannot survive, you can kind of climb up to a high place and kind of draw enemies up to you with your bow and just Spartan kick them. Just boom, off a cliff, dude, and they're going to take fall damage and you're going to be victorious. 
Oh my gosh. So it nice. is really good. Do you, uh, couple, do you scream every time that you, you do that? I do. Super? My character does indeed, but I straight up scream, dude. My wife this. is like, you need to stop, but <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I'm going to need you to chill out, Manny. <laughs> and uh, just just a couple other skills here. Uh, shield breaker, you mm. find enemies that have shields. You could actually grab the shield from them and throw it. Bash and, them like, in the head with it? Denied. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot block me anymore. Nice. There is a heal available to you. And I think if you are playing on, you know, any difficulty, the heal is completely useful. So that's really good. There's um, this rush assassination, which is like a kind of like a blink strike where you could chain oh, it wow. up to like four different enemies. So you throw your spear and then you blink to them and then you finish your, your assassination. Oh my and if gosh. there's a couple of people around, you could kind of uh, chain them together. What? So you, it, it's, it's super satisfying. Yeah. That one sounds like the best one so far. Really fun, dude. And there's uh there's one called devastating shot mm. and that is in the hunter tree. So you're using your bow and it is uh huge damage. Oh, wow. pretty cool. And there's, there's a lot of different options here and it is it is a lot of fun. Just comment is very there's a lot of variety and I think mm -hmm. that keeps the game fresh because I'm playing and I am switching trees constantly. Your armor has different perks on them so I'm switching armor a lot. There's another mm -hmm. one called call to arms where you actually call uh one of the people on your ship and they come and fight with you for a little bit. Oh nice. And uh so, so it's it's really really cool. But Very yeah, cool. there's a hunter tree, a warrior tree, and an assassin tree. Hmm. And you can you can change your spec for like a, a very small amount of currency mm -hmm. and, you know, do it on the fly all the time. And so that's kind of how I'm playing. I'm I'm switching it up a lot and, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Nice, dude. There's a, there's a variety of weapons that you can use as well. Everything from daggers to swords to big hammers and stuff. And each one kind of offers its own play style as well. So not only do you have the different trees, you have the different weapons and you kind of use them to kind of shape however you want to play this game, which is, which is awesome. And you could even, uh, you can take off your weapon and just fight with your fist too, if you wanted to. Cool. And one, one super awesome feature that I love, you have an Eagle companion with you and his name is Icarus. So you, all you do is you just push up on the D pad and then all of a sudden you're in the sky from the Eagle's point of view. And you use this Eagle as like a scout you can mm -hmm. kind of mark enemies and they stay marked for you. You could find treasures that way and objectives. Are you so, telling me that yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey has a drone in it? Kind of like a drone. Yes. Actually, what? exactly like a drone because you can make it hover. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, there's definitely some modern technology in this. Can vehicle. you dive bomb with your drone? You can, you can dive. Like you can you can't claw people's eyes. eyes out with it? No, no, no that's, oh. I think that's coming in an expansion. You just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited for a second. No, that sounds cool, man. Yeah, so, so I think the combat was done really, really, really well. Mm -hmm. And it's not perfect. Sometimes you are kind of just bashing away at things and, mm -hmm. and stuff. But it is good, and I think it is satisfying enough to carry you through the whole game. And uh, next is naval combat. The naval combat is is fantastic, dude. Okay. We're traveling across the Aegean Sea all over mm -hmm. the place, and the sea is well populated. There's boats all over the place, and you can battle with so many different ships. 
And I, I did not expect much from this part of the game, but mm-hmm. it has become one of the the uh, the great time sinks. You can just attack different ships, you board them, and then you have a fight on there, and then you take their right. loot. And it, it just That's works awesome. together really well. That sounds um, like what they wanted Sea of Thieves to be. Uh, well, Ubisoft, aren't they doing this uh, this game that they talked about at E3 where it's basically just boats? Hmm, I don't know. But if they, they look, if they do I it, if, what they, it's called, but. if they're borrowing from this, I mean, ever since back Black Flag, right? You were just saying how this has become one of the great time sinks, but I, it seems like Assassin's Creed since Black Flag, when they introduced the ship battle, that was like, that yeah, was it, man. People really love it. Yeah, they really love it. So cool, man. It sounds like um, it's just kind of more... Just building on what they've already done, right? So it's really cool. cool. I I like this ship a lot. You have um, the ability to fast travel to your ship, mm-hmm. and you have like a bank at your ship. So there's like a chest. You click on it, and you could uh, you could fill it up with like 350 items. You could carry 350 items yourself, um, so you could use it for storage and stuff. But one thing that I think is really cool about this whole thing is that you can recruit people to be and to work on your ship. So your ship. You can upgrade it and different things, but you could also have these people that actually work on your ship and anyone that you're fighting. Um, when, when you're scouting with your eagle, one thing that you see is you see their level and stuff and what type of uh, enemy they are and stuff. But you also see their talents on, on uh, you know, how they would function on your ship. Mm. So you have the ability when you're killing somebody before you kill them, you could actually recruit them onto your ship. Is it like... Oh, hey, buddy, you want to come work for me? Or is it like, all right, look, it's either it's, either I chop your head off or you come work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous because you have to get them down to almost no health. Oh, God. So it's probably like an ultimatum. <laughs> but it, it's it's kind of silly how it works, but it's excellent. Okay. And uh, let's talk about the the mercenary system. All right. The mercenary system is really cool. It has its own tab in the UI. And you just see all the different mercenaries and all the different ranks. And as you're playing the game and you're killing mercenaries, you kind of grow up in rank mm-hmm. in these these mercenaries. And it becomes this mini game that I've been playing a lot of where I'm just kind of looking for them and hunting them down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing, you do different crimes to become wanted mm-hmm. and to get these bounties on you. So they start to hunt you. And I'm kind of like working my way through the ranks and it's, it's really fun. It's like this whole different system that I think is as a a level of excitement that I wasn't expecting because when you're being hunted, they're going to come no matter where you are, what you're doing, they're going to find you. And it adds like a level of challenge that I wasn't expecting. Right. So you're basically killing your competition then. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But they, they all have, uh, man. And then you they can, come after you, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah, you could, when you discover one, you could kind of mark them and you could see what kind of loot they have to offer and you could hunt them down based on, on whatever they have. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really awesome. And, it, are um, they varying levels of difficulty? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Some of them, and a lot of them have like special abilities that you have to really watch out for or else okay. you're not going to you're not going to live. And okay. you know, if they're just a couple levels above you, dude, you're in some serious trouble. So you got to really work hard at, at, um, at taking them down, especially mm-hmm. if you're already fighting somebody else. And then all of a sudden do this Merc shows up to crash the party. So ruin your, you, you have to be tactical. Nice. Well, cool, man. That's that. That sounds interesting. 
Yeah, it's it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. And as as you're working through the map, there's uh, each part of the map is kind of ruled by either uh, Athens or Sparta, and there's this whole uh, conquest battle system. So you'll see, like on the on the the right hand side of your screen, it'll show you who's in control and how much control they have. Mm-hmm. So you could actually do things on the map to kind of change who is controlling it. And right. if you fight against the the holding power enough, then that that starts a conquest battle. Mm-hmm. So you, if you break the hold on that specific area, then you could engage in this con- this uh, this uh, conquest battle. And this is when the whole like uh, 150 versus 150 right. uh, soldier battle ah, happens. Okay. So you partake in this battle, and um, you have to fight. You have to fight and take down captains. And there's a chance that you can lose, but if you're doing well enough, then you win that particular battle, then the other faction kind of takes over that zone for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of rewards and a lot of experience you could gain from there. And um, Is it one of the harder pieces of content? It No, it, it's not too hard. Mm-hmm. It, it is something fun, and it is does kind of serve as filler after a while, after you've done a bunch of them. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like just another thing, but there's, it's always a source of good gear and experience and, you, and it's just a fight. Mm-hmm. So I like the combat system enough that it doesn't bother me. And it's, it's really, really fun content, yeah. I think, cool, because uh, to kind of trigger that you're, you're doing a lot of work to, to kind of get that going. So I think the whole system together, uh, works really well and feels well. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's also this cult system, and I mm-hmm. don't want to discuss too much about this because it the whole system. Like if I told you any of the details, could kind of spoil things. But there, okay. I just want you to know there is this cult system where you actually, similar to the mercenary system, you you discover this cult and you you kind of hunt down different people. And um, as you're playing the game, you get these clues about what the cult is, who these people are, and how to find them. So it's this whole other system where you're hunting people as well as a mercenary. Now, is this also like even with the guided version of the game, Mm -hmm. will it like guide you through this portion of the game? Or is this something that even if you're in a guided version, you still have to kind of figure it out? As every time you you find a cult member and you kill them, you get certain clues that they leave you. But not in the map. Not like as like like you were saying at the beginning. You, eventually, with... you can track somebody down to where they are oh, straight okay. up on the map, and you can but, just go. But go it sounds like you still like this is one of those things that you have to do most of the legwork, like yeah, figure it's, out. It's what's... a part of the story, okay. and and you have to kind of uncover things, right? And there's some really, really good rewards nice. by by uh, by going through it. So, so I just cool, wanted to yeah. mention that it exists and that I find it really intriguing. Um, I'm going to see if I can ask you more questions to just make you sort of ride that uncomfortable line a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, between dude. the same things that yeah. I feel like they're spoiling. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. And then uh, lastly, you know, character progression. Mm-hmm. You know, you go all the way up to level 50. You have all these talent points that you get to fill in your tree and you can respect whenever you want. And there's just a lot of loot that you can be had. Um, you know, the, you use the loot to kind of craft your build however you're wanting to play your character. 
and the loot kind of supports different builds and there's also like set bonuses too you can get some sets mm-hmm. oh nice towards towards the end of the game where yeah. you can um kind of build if you want to be like a a poison heavy assassin or if you want to use a uh, fire arrows or whatever you know however you want to play you can specialize that and there's enough loot mm. to kind of support that so i think overall the whole rpg uh system here is is really solid cool man i think it's really solid mm-hmm. now so, as far mm-hmm. as rpgs go yeah would you say that this is like a because i mean this is basically like their first true like we're we're all in with the rpg style of gameplay versus the action style that they they had leading up to this right i guess they started kind of dipping their toe in yeah um origins from what i i haven't played I didn't play Origins, mm-hmm. but from what I understand, this is the best effort. Now, but would you say compared to other RPGs, is this like a deep RPG or is this something that's... No, I mean, uh, it's not particularly deep. Right. No, it's it's not shallow either. Right. Like Destiny, where it's like pick one of three right. or whatever. Okay. It's much more customizable, but it's okay. nowhere like um some some other games like... Um, right. They're they're escaping my brain, which is great. Well, the, I guess the the, <laughs> the golden uh, child of the RPGs has been Bioware's right uh, iterations of of those. The now I'm forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Path of Exile. That's that's the one I was oh, okay. blanking on. That okay. is like an extremely deep and rich rich right. RPG where you can but spend no a lot end, of time building no, and crafting. No end game loop. Or anything like that, or yeah, is there, there there is there is, and a part of it is hunting mythical creatures. Oh, they okay. do have a lot of um, just uh, end game activities planned as well, and they're supporting the game well. Oh, okay. They are. There's already been a big patch that added, like I talked about, like that your vault or whatever on your ship. They that just got added based oh, okay. on feedback. Right. Um, so they're doing a lot to this game. That sounds really interesting, dude. I think you've done a much better job piquing my interest than anything else leading up to this, even in the hype train, all that stuff. Like now I'm like, okay, Manny, can I borrow your game when you're done with it? <laughs> hey, I, I bought it on disc, right? So I can ship it off. Yes. But yes. this, the, the game as a whole can be finished. This is everything that I've kind of pieced together. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I haven't finished it anywhere between 60 and a hundred hours worth of gameplay just to, to finish the story, which is, yeah. which is pretty great. And I think it's, you know, I think it's worth every penny. I, I really enjoy it. I think if you, uh, if you're focused on just having fun and exploring and learning and, mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff, I think, I think it's a good game. Well, I mean, you and, and Thaden both, I think are like pretty much the only two that I know that are playing the game. Both of you love it. So that's, yeah, that's good. So far, so good. 100%. But there is, um, I, I will spoil this one little story okay. here, but I'm not, I'm not going to tell you too much about it. There okay. is uh this point where you have to, uh, earn these, like, a I'll just call it like a trophy. Okay. Right. And then you're talking to the person who's offering this quest to you. And as a mercenary, mm-hmm. you say, well, can I just buy this trophy? Oh, I like saw. Yes, I saw a video on this. That was funny. <laughs> and then that was the really guy's funny. like, aren't you a warrior? Like, where is your sense of pride and accomplishment? Accomplish. 
you want to pay to win? <laughs> yes. And he says that. And yes. we, everyone knows what they're referring to, right? right? The right. whole EA, EA thing about yeah. pay to win or whatever. Right. But, you know, they're not free of their controversies. So yeah. um, one thing that they offer is they have a cash shop. And in that cash mm-hmm. shop, you can spend $10 mm-hmm. and you can unlock a 50% XP boost permanently for your character. It's like a one-time purchase. Mm-hmm. And uh, a part of the controversy and the criticism here is that the game was, people say the game was specifically designed to have a long grind that mm-hmm. would make, that would compel people to want to purchase this, right? Right. So essentially the game is $70 and not 60 right? for some people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I said, they've been patching the game already. So based on feedback, you get to like around level 25 and you run out of main story content Mm -hmm. and you have to wait till you're like level 32 Mm -hmm. before you could pick it up again. Right. Each level takes roughly Which is how how many hours? Well, each level takes roughly an hour. Uh, So after the first 25 hours, you hit this wall and it is just grind where you're just grinding these quests. The side quests have been good. They've been fun. But there's a lot of fetch quests in there too. And if you right. have to do seven hours of fetch quests, right, not you, fun. you might get burnt out. Right. So right. people are saying they they have this in there. They're they're just wanting more money. And obviously, of course, they want more money. Right. You know, they want all the money that mm-hmm. they can take from us. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. is it right? Is it ethical? Right. You know? Well, hey, they're making a product and they're selling it to you. They they did give some BS about how this is player choice. I call yeah. it BS because if it was player choice, you'd be able to go to settings and there would be a toggle turn right. off fifty percent yes. boost. Yes, exactly. Or turn off. That's a choice, all yeah. right. Um, sell the game for seventy dollars. Then I yes. would have still bought it. Right. You know, um, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. we all have our own opinions and stuff, and everybody's opinion is as valuable as the next person. Right. Yeah. So you decide for yourself. I um, played without it, mm-hmm. and now I'm playing with it. The reason why I'm playing with it is because I have three kids yeah. and a wife, a full-time job, and I don't have 100 hours to play this game. I don't right. want to play this game for 100 hours. Yeah. I want to have an awesome experience, and I eventually want to move on. Yeah. You well, and it, sounds, it sounds like you're having a great time, so... I am. I am. And mm-hmm. so actually with one of the patch, the, with the patch that they just deployed, it spreads out some of the pacing a little bit. So you mm-hmm. don't need such a high level to do. So they're trying to smooth some of that out based on feedback, which is good. Maybe, maybe space out some of the other, not make it such a hard wall yes, for you to go exactly. from 20 so to the, 30. So they're effort, make, putting in an effort to kind of smooth it out. And I, and I think that's good. Spread it out over the entire yeah. game. You're still yeah, putting the time in, just maybe not feeling the the uh, yeah. the grind as much, right? I mean, there's people on both sides mm-hmm. who are very opinionated, mm-hmm. saying that this, you know, microtransactions don't belong in a single player game. This right. is pure evil, right? right? And there's other people who are saying, "You leave them alone, right? They can do whatever they want. This is not taking advantage of anybody." And mm-hmm. you know, I think it really comes down to the type of player you are. Yeah, I, I, I think I think something like this is, mm-hmm. mm, well, I mean, you know what you're getting, right? Like, I, yeah. I always have an issue with them 
you know, trying to get more money out of us when we yeah. already paid money for the game, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, that's what your sixty dollar was for, right? It was but, to buy the game and the experience, right? But yeah. in this case, I think that, like, you know what you're getting, right? And it's like a yeah. like it's a hard sale, right? They're saying fifty percent XP boost, ten dollars one time purchase. It's yours to keep. You can yeah. have it for the rest of the time you play. So it's not yeah. like a loot box or something that's going to generate income for them, like uh, unlimited, unlimited yeah. income for them, right? Like this is a one-time purchase. Mm-hmm. So so they could they could either – I it almost like on the surface, right? I, I still don't know how yeah. I feel about it. I'm not giving an opinion. I'm just saying on the surface, it seems sure. like, look, they could sell us the game for 70 bucks straight up and say, okay, now you have the toggle, play it however you want. Or in this case, they're saying, look, we're selling you the game. If you want to give us ten extra dollars for a fifty percent XP boost, then go ahead and it's yours. Yeah, and you so can't they don't, turn it off, right? And they don't make extra money, like other than the people that want to pay for that. So mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, well, maybe this isn't as bad. I still, I don't know. I think I have to chew on it a little more. I think a lot of RPG players, mm-hmm. like people that are just, you know, I'm an RPG gamer, th- right? They won't think about this boost at all. It's not going to affect them because they're going to get into a place. They're going to explore. They're going to be like, dude, it's been four hours and I'm still in this little bitty area and I haven't even like left the starting area or whatever, because Mm -hmm. it's so rich. There's so much to do, but there is that middle point. Like I mentioned before, where there is a grind that you, and I'm, that's where I am. I'm just hitting that now. Mm -hmm. So how bad is it? I'm not sure yet. And, um, but so far it's like, I'm having fun, dude. I'm doing like the conquest battles. I'm doing the ship battles. So I'm actually doing all this quote unquote filler stuff already because I enjoy it. Right. So it's not really going to affect me that much, but I do see if somebody just wants to mm-hmm. only do the main story, they're going to have a problem. Right. And they're probably going to quit or they're going to spend an extra 10 bucks and kick themselves for not buying it at the beginning sooner. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think folks will make up their own mind, right? But just really, yeah. I think, educate yourself before you, you know, because I'm guilty of it too, right? We get wrapped up in the whole controversy of it. But when you sit and you look at this, you're like, well, it's not a loot box. It's not unlimited income. It's a one-time purchase. And that's yeah. the only thing that's in there right now, yeah. right? So they're not selling us weapons or skins or any of mm-hmm. that stuff at yeah. least not from what you're telling me yeah. that might be something they put in there but i don't know dude we are uh we are getting dangerously close to our time limit okay let's wrap it up so we hey we got some feedback from our buddy thaden he sent us a okay. small book that we can read and yeah. i'm just just messing with you buddy no, um, he actually gave some good feedback. This mm-hmm. is his take on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. He's been playing it as well, mm-hmm. and he's about 20-plus hours in. And these these are kind of his impressions. He wanted to share them and ask a couple questions. So, Andy, mm-hmm. you want to read this, man? Heck, yeah. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. From our great friend, Thaden, also a Patreon. Thank you the very beloved. much, Thaden. There we go. Uh, hey, guys. Thaden here. I figured I would write in about AC Odyssey for your episode and give some of my experience with the game so far. I'm about 21 hours in and I'm loving it. I'll give my impressions of the game and then ask some questions at the end. 
The story is interesting enough, but could be better. I've enjoyed the missions and the characters you can come across. I could do without fewer, but longer flashbacks for exposition. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, I don't know if there are any spoilers here, uh, everybody. So please. No, it's, I, I read through it. Okay. Spoiler free. Fine. Okay. All right. So uh, flashbacks and exp- for exposition. Uh, I like how as a mercenary, you are able to play both sides of the war in Greece. If I want to weaken a territory to the point of triggering a battle for control, I like that I can choose to defend or attack it. Most importantly to me, I am happy with how the gameplay feels. It continues with the change that they made going into AC Origins, which made combat much more interesting and enjoyable. I'm a huge fan of the shift into more of an RPG for the game as well, allowing more customization of your character and letting your decisions affect your world and the outcome of some stories. The mercenary system is fine, but not nearly as in-depth as the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor slash Shadow of War, which is what made the game particularly enjoyable to me. I could do with the map being cleaner. It's pretty busy. I have been playing in the exploration mode, which I have thoroughly enjoyed and recommend. It brought back memories of blindly pushing forward in many games, but mainly D&D or Pathfinder. The DM is always there if you need it, but for the most part, it is on you to look around and ask questions. I'll touch on my feelings with microtransactions a bit with the game as well. I think they're fine. Simply put, aside from cosmetics, you can buy currency, materials, a permanent XP and or currency boost, and maps to reveal locations of various collectibles around the world. I have not and will not buy any of them, as I thoroughly enjoy searching for those things and grinding the game the way it is presented. If this was a multiplayer game, I might have an issue with it, but it's not. These are meant for the people that literally just want to complete the game, not really play through all the experiences that await you in the world. Overall, I'd give it a 7.5 to 8 out of 10. Good game. Could, of course, be better, but I enjoy it thoroughly so far. Also, my girlfriend likes being able to finally play just as a woman, so there's that. Now the questions. What moments subverted your ex- expectations, if any? Uh, what kind of playstyle have you been rocking? Warrior, archer, stealth, mixed, etc. Favorite NPC? Thanks for everything and keep up the great work on the podcast. Your lord and ruler, <laughs> Thaden. Wow. Oh my god, Thaden. Calm <laughs> I'm down. Just kidding. Yeah, no, he just signed it, Thaden. That, no, that's great, dude. I really like your perspective. I think it's mm-hmm. very balanced. And yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, as far as the score goes, I, I don't know. I think I still feel like I'm just too soon to kind of mm-hmm. give my own score. But um, what moment um, subverted your expectations? Um, nothing. I, I really feel like I knew what I was getting into. And so far it has um, really met my expectations. And um and, and it's probably because I really looked into it before I bought it. Mm-hmm. And as far as the play style, I'm going to mostly warrior, mostly warrior uh, with a sword. I have been using a, uh, a spear here and there, and uh, that's been pretty awesome. But I have, I've just switched back and forth quite a bit. And, uh, and I, it's been really fun switching a lot, actually, depending on the mission that I'm on. Favorite NPC. I'm going to give you an awful answer. My favorite NPC is Phobos because he's always there whenever you whistle. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> kind of like me, Manny. 
yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Assassin's Creed, great game. A lot of fun. I do recommend it. But there, that is not the only game out there. Oh, no. Our buddy Lurson sent us an a, uh, Elite Dangerous recommendation. So let's give a listen. Hello, adventurers. Today, I want to talk to you about Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is a first-person space flight simulator. In this game, the galaxy is open to you as you fly around earning credits by doing a multitude of tasks. You can play a long-haul transporter, picking up cargo and flying it to its destination. Or, you can play the commodities market, buying large quantities of food from an agricultural system, fly it across the stars to find an industrial planet, and make a huge profit. Maybe you want to rig your ship up with a mining laser, and mine asteroids for rare materials. Or maybe it's action you seek. Then travel the Milky Way and look for wanted pirates, defeat them in battle to collect their bounty. Or become the pirate yourself and prey on unsuspecting cruisers. The choice is yours. However you choose to play, there is a ship for you and enough engaging customizations to keep you busy. The galaxy is on a grand scale, and I would compare it to No Man's Sky. But you won't get lonely out there because with co-op, you can have your favorite wingman by your side. This game is at your local marketplace for $30, but if you want to play with your friends, you're going to have to get the DLC, and that's another $30. i am RH Lurson. I hope to see you in the stars. Awesome, dude. Thanks, nice. Lurson. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, that sounds pretty cool. I, I did hear of this game when mm-hmm. I was looking at No Man's Sky. Sounds sounds similar, but I'm sure the whole theme is, is a pretty different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually sounds like the best parts of No Man's Sky, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Get to shoot things. Awesome, dude. Laser your face off. <laughs> well, hey, we have uh, we have one more speed pipe for Double my buddy speed Flav. Pipe. Yes. Hey, guys. Flav here. I was wanting to get your take on games that do a yearly release, such as Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty versus games like World of Warcraft or even on a smaller scale like Destiny uh, that has several years between releases. Uh, What do you think the pros and the cons are? Uh, I know that this could be a full episode, but I'm still interested in just a short version of what you guys think. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Flav. That is a really good question. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty relevant, right? To Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. It's uh, we just had a one last year. They did tell us that they are not going to be shipping an Assassin's Creed next year. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's very tricky, right? Yeah. The way Assassin's Creed is doing it, the way Call of Duty is doing it, they have several studios working on a title. And like Odyssey, it took three years to develop, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't the same team that is making that was making uh, Origins. Origins, but right. they had to uh, they had to work with them. Because they needed to take the feedback from there. They need to make adjustments and, and kind of build off of the IP as a whole. Mm-hmm. So it seems very hard to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's the payoff of making that money every single year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think when they do a yearly release, I feel like it waters down the excitement uh, yeah. of that game. I mean, I think COD is a perfect example, man. They they oh, They sure. just just watered down the you know the excitement 
of that game, the people that play that game are just, I think, the, it's just the more casual gamer, right? The one that's like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, this is my shooter. We talked about it in the past, yeah. right? The people that play yeah. the EA sports games and, and the shooter games, you know, it's probably the only game they're playing every year. So, like, the, the real gamers, you know, they're just, you know, they look at COD, most of us, right? I haven't purchased a COD in years, man. And now mm-hmm. they've got this one that's actually really good, did some, you know, quote-unquote, innovations right the battle royale i mean how innovative is that they've already done it a few times yeah. on the games but but for them something new very well implemented it looks like i mean at first you know first few games seem like it's gonna be a ton of fun so but no you know nobody's talking about it none of yeah. our you know i mean jc right like we threw it out there and it's like oh yeah it sounds like it's great everybody seems to like it but nobody's getting it right because it's just watered down so i think it's a better idea to space it out a couple of years at a time you know yeah build the you, excitement you know in the they they decide to space it out then you end up with like some kind of annual pass right because they they need to make that money all the time so right there's i think there's plus that's true plus side minus mm-hmm. side you know good good question though flight yes. thanks buddy for sure bud so this show and all of our shows are brought to you by the kind supporters of our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming Adventure Club is the link if you would like to support us. Thank you. You are the reason why we continue to do this. This is episode 23, and your support gives us the motivation. And it also helps us to pay for hosting and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, we're working on some other cool stuff for our patrons as well. So we appreciate your support most definitely. Absolutely. And if Patreon is not your thing, that's perfectly fine. We love you all the same, but we'd ask that you would go to iTunes and leave us a review. That is how podcasts are discovered and promoted. iTunes is the place, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, I know a lot of people that don't like iTunes at all. Right. But uh, but that's that's kind of how uh, the podcasting world works. But hey, man, that is a show, probably one of one. our longest shows. It is. And I am sorry. <laughs> for talking so much but andy people want to hook up buddy where can they find you uh xbox live tx space andy man uh twitter andy man 228 uh more and more active on there every day and then of course our discord uh manny knows the links he's gonna give them to you i'm sure but uh <laughs> come on in uh join us uh and uh let's play games yes join the club right now go to get, pull over first not while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> com slash discord. That is how you become a part of the club. And we would love to have you. That's it. Any other link, any other contact information, just gamingadventureclub.com. You can find it all there. So until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week. And take care of each other. Bye.